0: the Bob Friends Authority here on AM 1420, The Answer.
1: Who's in the house? Khalid Namar, Jonathan Broadbent. And on the line, Steve Krause is in the house. What's up, brother Steve? How are you doing?
2: Hey, I'm doing great, brother. Great to be back <laughs> on with you. And happy, Merry Christmas and Happy New
1: Year. Happy New Year to you, brother. It's always good to have Krause in the house. We usually talk about all the things that are going on in, in, in the cesspool of state politics, and uh, nobody can break it down like you, brother. So we have some Senate races coming up, and some of our the people we know very well are running. Um, I happen to know Mike Gibbons pretty well, and Mike's running. Um, you got the JD Vance is running. I think you got Jane Timken is running for that seat as well. What's going on with it? What yes. do you who do you think is coming out of the wreckage?
2: Well, you know, that's a great question, and I get asked this a lot. And um, you've got some top candidates there. You've got some middle-of-the-road candidates, and you've got some lesser-known candidates. And uh, I could break the whole thing down for you and tell you who my favorite is. But before we do that, I want to tell you what's the most important thing that everybody has to look forward to in the 2020 primary, and that is who gets to pick our candidate. Do we, the people, get to pick our candidate, or is the Ohio Republican Party going to pick our candidate? And I'd like to draw your attention to an article that was in the Gateway Pundit on December 23rd of this year, where the top Democrat, Mark Ellis, proposed a Chinese-style censorship where only the approved Republicans— will be allowed to run for future office.
1: You're talking about Mark now, Elias, the, the Svengali attorney that's behind yes. the Hillary Clinton campaign, or was, yeah.
2: Absolutely, yes. And I propose that we already have that here in Ohio with the Ohio Republican Party endorsement, And that's what we're trying so hard to stop, is having the party pick our candidates, let the people pick our candidates. So... With that in mind, we're in a situation now where some of these people have been really putting the heat to uh, Bob Paducek and to the Central uh, uh, Republican Party, Central Committee, to not endorse in this primary. You remember Jane Temkin, who was the chairwoman for the party for a number of years, promised that they weren't going to endorse, and then yet they went ahead and endorsed
0: in the last
2: couple elections. So we're hoping that they don't endorse this time. And this is why it's key, because only 10 to 15 percent of the Republicans are paying attention right now. There is at least 80 to 85 percent of Republicans, like my mom and dad, who are 87 years old, who are sitting at home. They're not paying attention to politics at all. And what's going to happen is whoever the ORP endorses, they're going to mail out a slate card. You're familiar with slate Mm -hmm. cards, right? Yes. And that's the approved people that the swamp of Ohio says we should elect in our primaries. And that would be our candidates going forward to the general election. And that slate card is gold because my mom and dad will take it and sit down at the table and they'll fill out their absentee ballot and they'll mail that in. And that's how they vote. So you've got both in the governor race and the Senate race. Huge, huge opportunity here to upset the Columbus apple cart and not get an establishment candidate. If we keep the Ohio Republican Party's foot to the fire and central committee does not endorse in this primary,
1: it seems to me we have to kind of shed the light on them, keep them on everyone's radar because they, they tend to do a lot of things when people are not looking. I don't know if you remember that tax initiative they were trying to pass last year that I think it was an RTA tax. And when people found out about it and started flooding these meetings, they decided to put it off. Because they were hoping people were not looking. Yep. So we have to put the foot on the gas with these people. So so what do you think about this this uh person we have as governor? I think that he has revealed himself so much over the past year that He's going to get. He's going to basically contaminate anyone that's associated with him who's going to run for that seat, at least with the, with the people of the state. What do you say about that? Well, I
2: say that uh, Bob Paducek, who is chairman of the ORP, cannot deliver to Governor Dewine the endorsement. He's of no use to him. Yes. So there's a lot of heat on Bob Paducek to buy hook or crook. Drag the wine across the line to get an ORP endorsement because if he doesn't, I believe Renace is gonna beat him in the primary.
1: So so what do you think about uh JD Vance? I don't trust JD Vance. I think he is okay. a, a chameleon, I think. He said. I, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm.
2: JD Vance was a never Trumper and now he's trying to be a Trumper. Yeah. And uh, I've met him and uh we've invited him on a radio show. He's not come on. Um, I know that uh, Turning Point supporting him. I met Charlie Kirk, talked to Charlie Kirk about it. Disappointed in Charlie over that choice. Jane Temkin, she's a swamp rat. She's p- pining for the uh, uh, establishment vote. Uh, she was a trumpet, but she was really swamp. When I ran in 2018, she promised that I was going to be able to meet with Trump the day before the, uh, the general election up there at Cleveland at the IX Center. And then she stood there when I didn't get to go backstage and told me and my campaign manager she didn't know what was going on. So I don't trust <laughs> her. You've got uh, Josh Mandel, great guy. Known him when he was treasurer when I was down at the house. He's a patriot. He's a good person. I don't think he can win in the general. I just think he's got too much baggage, and I think Tim Ryan's going to tear him apart. Oh, oh, Tim Ryan. Uh, oh. Bernie Marino speaks well. Got you. You know, he's a car salesman. Man, he says all the right things. But if you go to his website and you look at it, he's he's a moderate at best. And uh, he's not really conservative. Yeah. Mike Gibbons? Well, you know how I feel about Mike. Mike's a great businessman. He's been able to put multi-million dollar deals together. He's a p- true patriot. He ran back in 2018 when uh, running wasn't cool. And uh, it was only for an unfortunate series of events between him and Donald Trump and uh, Jim Renese that they bumped him. The swamp bumped him out of the primary where he was going to win that primary. But I'll talk to you about Mike Gibbons for a second. And and I want to change the subject. You know who up in the Senate I respect and admire the most? It was Rand Paul. Yeah. Because Rand Paul's really taken it to the swamp. Now, I'm, I, I like Ted Cruz, and I like Mike Lee, and, you know, there's a couple others, too. But Rand Paul really smokes it to Fauci about his lying and about yes. the whole vaccine thing. Well, Rand Paul endorsed Mike Gibbons back in 2018, and he endorsed him again out of the date here in 2021. And Rand Paul's doing the job that I want a senator to do. And he's the one who says, Mike Gibbons is my guy. He's the guy I want in my foxhole with me. But, you know, that endorsement's pretty good for me. Wow. So I like Mike Gibbons a lot. I think he's got a lot of fire in his belly. I think he's got a lot of experience. And he's going for all the right reasons. He don't want friends. Yeah. He's not going there to make friends. He's going there to work for us.
1: What's interesting about Mike um, is, and I told Mike this because Mike's been a great friend to myself and Dan, uh, with our organization, he's written us checks. He spoke at our uh, Liberty Lounge event a couple of years ago, and I've 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 admired his company before I even knew who the man was. When I thought I wanted to be an investment banker years ago, I admired his firm, Brown Gibbons Lang. So I got a chance to meet him and go, "Wow, I've I've actually admired your work before I even knew anything about you." And he has showed up at our events, and uh, he is a f- fantastic guy. So uh, I agree faithful. with what you said about Mike. Definitely,
2: yeah, he's faithful. He's a patriot, and he's faithful. You got Mark Paducah, Paducah. Paduca, Paduca, Paduca? Is that how you say it? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're yeah, well, is anyways, mine. we've had him on. He's, we've had him on our show a few times, and I'll tell you what—I like him. I like what he has to say. He's got zero chance of winning because he's got no name ID. But I know he's been going down to Columbus, and he's been working hard to keep uh, ORP from endorsing. And I'm glad to have him on board. I think he's a fellow patriot. And he's a good guy, and there's a future for him. And then you got Matt Dolan, who's another swamp rat, never temper. He just got in because he needs to get some state name ID for some future office he's going to run. You got you got a situation here where Jane Kempkin and Matt Dolan are really, really hoping that they can get the nod from the ORP, that the, they can get the swamp endorsement, the, the and that's maybe Mike Wine would back. Pardon?
1: Yeah, the trust fund babies.
2: Yeah, the trust fund babies. Yeah, that that's it. So is it going to be the kiss of death if Mike uh, Mike DeWine gives them the nod? If they get the ORP endorsement, it's, they're going to be tough to beat, especially in this race where you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, uh, stallions, so to speak, or se- seven major contenders. And they're all millionaires, so they all got money. Not a matter of money. Now it's a matter of name ID. Yes. And this is the most important thing. I figure the election's May 3rd. So absentee voting is going to start around 30 days ahead, was going to be around April 3rd. So whoever's got the most name ID by March 3rd to April 3rd <coughs> in the primary, they're going to win. Wow. If If ORP does not endorse, if ORP endorses the changes, it's it's the thumb on the scale. It's how the swamp does business. And like I said earlier, when we started this conversation, that's how the Chinese picks their people, the Communist Party. And that's how the Democrats want us to pick our Republican candidates, only approved by them.
1: Yeah, well, you basically just uh, named two groups that have distinctions without differences, the Chinese Communist Party and the Democrats. Uh, <laughs> well, I hate to say
2: it, brother. mentally, are you right? But I'll go one step further. The Republican Party of Ohio is not that much farther behind. Exactly. I call them the unibrow, unibrow party down in Columbus because once you get down there, you you're either get along to get go along to get along you do what the party says or you're out like me I mean I got cancelled in 2015 before cancelling was cool (laughs) now they're cancelling all of us
1: yeah I actually was telling uh, Jonathan Broadbent here in the studio about your story which when I link you two up you gotta tell them your story I I actually told them about your book Uh, so we got about a couple minutes left why don't you tell people how to listen to you on your show and if you want to pump your book go right ahead All
2: right. well that's great thank you so much hey first of all We do Monday Night Roundtable every Monday night. It's on Monday night. Oh, today's Monday. So Monday Night Roundtable on Sister Station, 1220 a.m., the word, from 7 to 9. George Sotari is the host. I'm the co-host. And, you know, we'd love to have you on. Yes. Call in tonight and and recap what you tapped this morning.
1: I will. I've been on before, uh, so thank you. I'd love to do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to have you. I mean, you do great. And the other thing is, is my book is, Checkmate: One Man's Fight Against Political Corruption. You can go on Amazon, just type in my name, Steve Kraus, and you'll, I'll come right up. Or you can go to uh, buycheckmate.com, and i should link you there too. But it's on Amazon. It's a true story about how I got caught up. You know, I never had a legal problem in my life. I never seen the inside of a courtroom until I ran against the most powerful Democrat in all of Ohio and won in 2014. And that was Chris Redford. and when I beat the chairman of the Ohio Democrat Party, all hell broke loose because then I found out that he's in bed with the Republicans <laughs> and that John, the John Kasich regime and all that—they're all one and the same.
1: good old Kasich. Oh wow! Yeah, I told I told Jonathan you have a story to tell, and I'll definitely uh, I'll hit you guys up tonight and uh, continue the conversation. Once again, thanks you for the short notice, Steve. I, I call your number, and you jump into the game, ready to play. Excellent breakdown. You're like John Madden with this stuff. Appreciate it, and uh, good to have Kraus in the house.
2: <laughs> Thank you. God bless you, and go Gibbon. Yes, gibbon sir. For Santa.
1: Yep, we love Mike.
2: Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless.
1: All right, that's Steve Kraus in the house. I'll be back on the other side with more Jonathan Broadbent. We're gonna get into some more issues. Stick around. Give us a call, 901-0945, 216-901-0945. Bob France Authority, I'm Khalid Namar.
0: France Authority here on AM 1420.
1: The answer. Welcome back to the Bio France Authority. I am Khalid Namar. We are having a good time. You just had Steve Krauss in the house. This guy, I'm telling you, he's like John Madden breaking down this uh this Ohio politics because he knows it backwards and forwards. He knows the, the the swamps and the and the sewers where all the political rodents roam. <laughs> so thanks to Steve Kraus joining me he always comes through and i'm gonna tell you in this business just as in, in in the rest of your life it's good to have friends you know especially when it comes to short notice you know you got people you can call i text steve last night and say hey uh can you come on and you know break down some things for me he's like okay when you know that's why that's those are the kind of friends uh that i like to have you know and when dan needs something it's just a question of when that's all it is you know or you as well Yep. so it's good to have it and and, I can, and and this young lady from Strongsville I just want to say something about Strongsville uh, who called earlier I think her name was Tracy um, I worked in Strongsville for two years um, and I was a security officer out there at, at Strongsville Mall and um, I can tell you I never felt more loved going to work than I did when I worked at Strongsville Mall the people at that place were incredible from the, the people who congregated in the mall, uh, you know, the food courts, just to hang out and talk to the elderly people who did the mall walking, to the employees. I met some friends. I've been to weddings. I've been to, you know, uh, people uh, homes uh, for dinner. I, I had a terrific experience working out in Strongsville. And I was out there, like I said, for two years. I loved going out there. And I can tell you, working in the southwest suburbs for a total of six years. Cause I spent several years working at a hotel in the southwest suburbs, so I was all over Seven Hills, Broadview Heights, you know, Rexville. Uh, terrific experiences out there, and I was all over the place. And, and so my everyday life over the last several years uh, of, of working in all these places has been amazing. So when I tell when people when I hear people talk about things as if this is 1965. And I'm wondering, why don't I ever experience it? Because I I get the opposite. I get strangers helping me out in the stores, uh, starting conversations with me. You know, I see them, friendships and things like that I've developed. I get the best treatment when I was in these areas for six years. So you would think at least maybe one day I would have met somebody who was an a-hole to me. Or, (laughs) excuse the term, or I would have met somebody who I felt disrespected me. Everybody was just terrific that I came in contact with for the most part. So, and that was in all these places that people claim where all these white supremacists live. They they must avoid me because I have never had any bad experiences of when I was out there for a total of six years in the southwest suburbs of Cleveland. So shout out to all the residents of Seven Hills and Brecksville, Strongsville, uh, North Olmstead. I love it out there. You can you can tell me nothing bad about these places. So somehow
3: being a black man working living. Driving around and interacting in these communities for all those years, somehow all that flagrant racism <laughs> that's everywhere missed you for seven years yeah
1: i must I uh, must have like a shield around me yeah because people were were amazing
3: to me i I can't help but chime in that I really think that all of that boils down to what you choose to look at what and more importantly, you talk about the evils of media, what the media chooses to look at, and so Media and, and social media. Social media antagonizes everybody. Yes. Everybody ends up fighting on social media. Yeah. But it it just imagine that imagine you had your like six years or seven years or whatever. But one day somebody came along and they've got you know whatever whatever sort of racist they they come up and they're like they don't like black people. You're, you're a black man. And he's going to take it out on you. And yeah. it's just some racist racist schmo comes up and gives you and you get grief for an hour. And some day. You're the choice then, especially if there's video of somebody being treating you in a racist fashion, if there's video, you have the choice of talking about the other six years and 364 days yes. or just playing that, that racist incident over and over and over again. That's what our media does. Yes. So it's like we know there's racism. People treat – there are just dirty, crap people out there. Yeah. And as soon as you find them, especially if there's video yeah. – it's on repeat.
1: Yeah, definitely. We're going to come back next segment. We're going, to, we're going to go to our callers. We're going to get Tom in Medina. So hold on, Tom. We'll get to you next segment. I'm Khalid Namar, Jonathan Broadbent, I'm sitting in for Bob France. I'll be right back. Stick around.
4: Lord knows to my surprise, the only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher, man. The only one who could ever teach me was the son of a preacher, man. See what he was. Mm, yes, you are.
0: It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer.
1: Welcome back to the Bob France Authority. This is Khalid Namar. I'm in studio with Jonathan Broadbent, having a good time today. And we got a little time left. We're going to take some callers. Uh, Let's go to Tom in Medina. How are you, Tom?
5: Hi, Khalid. How you doing, sir? Hi. Oh, I'm I'm hanging in there. How about you?
1: Um, Max, I'm excellent having a great time today.
5: Well that's you're doing a really good job. I like it when you fill in.
1: I appreciate could you, it.
5: Could you tell me something I, I don't know I didn't catch the whole show today, bits and pieces. But what can you just tell me something describe yourself or tell me about yourself a little bit? A little blurb about yourself, what you do, who you are.
1: Well, um I've been I've been born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. I've been doing radio off and on for about 10 years. I got a very a very varied, varied background uh in real world, world world travel, got some business experience. Got some civil service experience as well. I've been a tutor in public schools. Uh um I'm a boxing coach and also uh have a penchant for writing. I've been blogging on the Conservative Sage blog for about uh 10 years now. And uh, just love doing radio, and but I'm a, I'm born and raised in Cleveland, and I've been a conservative for about I would say about ten years now.
5: Yeah, we need more people like you. I I really like your message out there.
1: Thank you. Thank can you. I
5: ask you about? Can I ask you something? About, I I didn't catch the I, the guy you had on. Was it Krause in the house?
1: Yes, Steve Krause. Krause. Yeah, host of money round on the radio
5: ten, like what time is that?
1: That's tonight. At, uh seven to nine on uh, Sister Station. Twelve twelve twenty. Sister Station. The uh, the Monday night roundtable. Steve Krause and um, George Satari is the host. Uh, I'll be calling in tonight if you want to uh, want to listen on twelve twenty at seven o'clock. Seven to nine.
5: Can I, can I ask you something about? I heard the commercial for my my pillow from Mike Lindell. <laughs> yes, i on your show. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah, Mike okay, Lindell. Well, I've, I've met Mike Lindell; great guy.
5: But there's a ton of patriots like Mike Lindell that are trying to save save our country because we're falling into Marxism. Do you know do You follow any of those people?
1: Um, I I keep, I keep up what's going on with Mike. I'm, like I said, I, I just happened to meet him at CPAC a couple of years ago. He's got a lot of money. Uh, he was supposed to be running for governor of Minnesota. I don't know if that's going to happen now. He's tied up in some litigation. Probably won't. But uh, he's out there behind the scenes uh, and out front doing some doing some great things. I think he probably could do things a little differently because the media is gonna. He's been a lightning rod, and you don't want to make yourself a lightning rod. But his heart's in the right place.
5: But did you know there was a big rally? I don't know if it was last weekend weekend, a reawakening America, where a bunch of those you know patriots that are trying to fight for election integrity. Did you know? Did you know Jovan Hutton Pulitzer?
1: No, I don't. But Jonathan knows him. I do. He,
5: he's the he's the guy that kind of was the technical part of that Maricopa County audit. Well, did you know he? You probably no even heard he got poisoned. He, somebody, I think they tried to kill him and others at that at that reawakening rally.
1: Yeah, I didn't hear much about it. Uh, I kind of get buried in, in in work. And actually, I'm gonna tell you, I haven't had a television in about a year and a half. So I read a lot of things still um i I read news uh I read some things online I read the Wall street journal every single day so some things I get lost on um things like that uh so i probably miss but thats
5: that. the, that's the that's the left killing patriot Americans.
1: yeah i but believe the, it the
3: attempted course- poison was after a ten million dollar offer he was offered ten million dollars to hush up and he turned it down nice. and laughed and then he turned the light on the uh, the ten million dollars. He said, "Hey, look, you can tell I'm onto something here when people try and bribe me uh, with ten million bucks."
1: Yep, yep. Thanks for the call, Tom. I appreciate it. Um, let's go to Lisa in Medina Counter. I think I know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
4: good morning, and Merry Christmas! A few days late.
1: Good morning, Jima.
4: <laughs> you guys are killing me today. I was <laughs> listening to all the topics, and I'm like, oh my gosh you know um thank you so much both of you yes, um for shedding the light especially on education because i just don't see how we'll ever regain ground and uh you know our our constitutional rights if we don't start teaching our kids um how blessed we are in this country
3: Amen and get that. away from
4: the hate um it's 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 just just horrible i wanted to let you know I watched those State Board of Education meetings, and at the last one, something amazing happened, and I haven't heard anyone talk about it yet. It was right at the end of the second day of the State Board meeting, which you can still see it on the Ohio Channel. I believe it was December 14th. Walt, um, I think it's Walt Davis, I'll double check. He is one of our newer um, elected board members not elected. He is actually, um, let me see what his name is. Yeah, Walt Davis. He talked about bringing back capitalism as a subject. He said when he did a word search on the Ohio Department of Education's website, nothing even came up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah,
3: but let let me guess, there were probably a thousand hits for socialism and Marxism.
4: (laughs) Right. 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 But when these, you know, it's such a lonely place on the State Board of Education. I know that personally. And and when someone tries to do something that's right, we got to back them up. And so I just wanted to put that out there. Walt Davis was appointed by... Uh, DeWine back in, I think June of uh, this year, and I think he's doing a great job. Uh, oddly enough, because you would think maybe he'd be a wishy-washy or something, but he he doesn't seem to be. Also, Mike Toll seems to have some pretty good ideas. And you know, when when these these guys are putting themselves out there, trying to make positive change, we need to recognize that because we're we're fighting on all levels right national state and local levels and then some so um fighting in our own homes because of uh the hate that kids have for their own parents that's a real thing if you don't think it's happening because your kids are uh at a different age or whatever you know please take note and watch and con- you know think about getting your kids out of public schools because it certainly is happening yeah
1: yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, Lisa. Thank you for that. And uh we're going to be talking very soon about some things that uh we're going to plan in in the new year. Uh, something Jonathan and uh and I discussed already. And Oh, uh, good. Yeah, we got some ideas on how to how to kind of uh combat some of this poison. We got we got a little antidote coming. Absolutely.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is relief to my ears. Thank you so much yeah. for all you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um Thank we you, we've Lisa. got some great Great uh folks fighting this battle with us and uh I just appreciate you all and it's a good time to say um Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and uh and enjoy the blessings.
1: Yes, you too, and God bless you and uh, the new grandbaby. Oh, oh thank oh, the you. First grandbaby. <laughs> <laughs> I should I showed Khalid the picture.
4: <laughs> oh, I got a new title in the world now. Yes.
1: Yes, you got another reason to fight too. Yep.
4: Right. Yep. Absolutely.
1: All right. Thank you, Lisa. Love you. Love you
4: too. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye, Lisa. Yep. And for those that don't know Lisa, she's spent uh, some years on the state school board, so she knows this stuff firsthand. Um, talk about, uh, she mentioned something about, uh, <clears throat> you know, pulling your kids out of the school, something you know very well.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I can speak to that firsthand. So I mentioned earlier in the program that my family is, pays very close attention to curriculum. I, I'm in an advantaged position because my wife has an education background, but that's not really needed. It's just helpful. Uh, But she started taking a look at what was going on in the schools. And when we became aware of issues being presented to children at a very young age that are very controversial in Beechwood schools where we were, we ended up looking at that curriculum and deciding that's not for us. We don't want our kids exposed to that. I call it The CRT thing, I call it teaching racism. To to sit kids down, and I'm going to borrow from Ben Shapiro, to tell black kids that they have no agency, that the world's out to get them and there's no hope, and to tell white kids that they're all guilty, uh, that's just complete and utter hogwash. And I have yet to have anybody sit down. I keep offering. I've offered lunches and coffees and meals. I I can't get anybody to sit down and politely. I promise cordial... Respect, but nobody will debate me on the issue. But ultimately, we ended up, um, we pulled our kids last year. We lived in Beachwood, but they went to a private online academy. It was uh, the Freedom Project Academy, which is associated with the John Birch Society. Mm-hmm. Great curriculum, Judeo-Christian. And the kids did what they're supposed to do. They learned things. They learned to think. They The, the curriculum, I, I, I put it, Khalid, I put it this way. I tell people if if those are those are important issues, you're bringing up important issues, Um, gender equality, um, race relations, but the abuse and misuse of those with with terrible intention. I'm assigning the terrible intention. I believe it has a, a terrible intention. But let's say that it has terrific intention and they really they're great programs. Let's say hypothetically speaking, that these are wonderful and they're going to be helpful. Don't do them until academics Mm -hmm. are sufficient in the schools to get children into meaningful lives. If you have flagging academics in schools, and we do, we all know it, they're tanking. If the academics in the schools are dropping in academic excellence, which we families should all be pursuing, if they're lacking... Why in the world would we add other stuff? Pretend doctor, you know, the the pop-up medical, et cetera.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll talk more about this in the next segment. And we got another great caller coming on the line. Hold on, Dan. We'll get to you. Uh, great discussions here. Thanks for all the callers. I am Khalid Damar. I'm in for Bob France. I'm in studio with my good brother, Jonathan Broadbent. We'll be back on the other side. Stick around.
2: The clock says it's time we close now. I guess something.
0: The Bob France Authority here on AM fourteen twenty, the answer.
1: Welcome back to the final segment of the Bob France Authority. I this time goes so fast when I sit in, and it's like I have such a great time. I could easily do three hours. Man, one of these days I I, I would love to be you know able to do that, um, because it's it's a great time, and you know we're talking about some important issues. I am Khalid Namar uh, sitting in for Bob. Thanks, Bob. I hope you're enjoying your, your time off with your family. Uh, it's, it's a great time every time I come here. I'm in studio today, one of my good friends and brothers, Jonathan Broadbent. Uh, we've been here talking about a whole host of issues. And we got a call on the line, somebody I know very well, Dan in Westlake. How are you, brother?
6: I'm doing much, much better now. <clears throat> Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, you know the, the you're a little bit of weather.
6: Uh, well, no, actually, I was feeling bad because uh, – that the first half hour of the monologue that you gave, I was uh, up on my roof was about to <laughs> ready to jump and then I then I heard Tracy call in and she kinda talked me down a bit.
1: Yeah, Tracy <laughs> that was a good call from Strongsville, And that I guess was a good I, call. I didn't realize I've i I've, I've depressed you before, but I didn't realize that I, <laughs> I, I took you to the roof this time. <laughs>
6: taking me off the roof if you put me on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, actually what Tracy would say was was a good, it was great because, yeah, there's, we've had, we used to have a big German village it was in Cleveland out in, out in the Parma area in uh West Side. And, um, I mean, my, as you know, well, my parents are from Germany. Uh, by, uh, my mother's from Germany. She was born in Germany in 1939 um, during World War II. And I have uh, parents from Italy and Sicily on the other half of my family, from my, da- my dad's side. Um, but both grandparents, when they came here, didn't speak the language, and so they learned by they would get two newspapers, and they would, uh, in order to learn the language, they would read the one in German, and then they would go to the English one, and they would read that, and then eventually, as they were immersed in English, you know, they started to learn, and they they taught themselves how to do it. Um, and that was the spirit, and I think that is the spirit of E Pluribus Unum, really. And that's what Tracy was hitting at. That's the thing that you and I have talked about uh, ad nauseum with, with people about the idea of e Pluribus Unum from anyone. And uh, I, I just think that is the that is the first component is the language.
1: Yes. And yeah. then from
6: there you can you branch out and you can learn about. Well, what are the common elements? You know, we're we're bound together by law and self-governance, and so on and so forth. It just it yeah. blossoms from that moment. Yeah. That's how important language is.
1: No, yeah. and and character, character, values, all the things that really matter. Uh, this education system has totally are, are devoid of. And I'll say, Catholic education has been so much better because I've gone to Catholic. I went to uh, Benedictine's graduation some years ago, and I was highly impressed with what they teach at these Catholic schools. And I'll tell you, it's amazing to see people that I know who were raised in these schools, they're sending their kids there. What does that tell you? That they they, they like the value system. And the people who went to these schools like Benedictine and St. Joe's, they love these schools so much that they, they attend there through the next several generations because they like the value system. But these same people don't advocate these same values to be taught in public schools. So they, they they like the value system, but they don't fight for it for all kids. There's so, a disconnect there's, there for sure. Absolutely, and I, I, it drives me nuts. So yep. when, it, when it comes to history, I like to think that we because we understand context when we teach history, and most of it's if it's you, you have if you have no context, then you have basically nothing when it comes to the the, the subject of, of history.
3: So Dan, what what you're saying is that. You think that public schools should have a really narrow perspective on history and teach no civics? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no—that's a dirty <laughs> word around here with us.
1: <laughs>
3: that's that's where you, that's where you guys come in. Bring the civics into the conversation. Yeah. it's so it's lacking.
1: Civic it's, values, civic responsibility. We teach we teach that uh, because you need v- civic values and civic uh, responsibility. To understand absolutely. what it means to be a free citizen in this country. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get out there uh you're gonna you've agreed to be on our board um we're gonna we're gonna get out there and hopefully we we can get our own sugar daddy like a george Soros or somebody maybe <laughs> not even somebody with that much money just somebody that can write us a fat check that we can get out there and and, and reach hundreds of thousands of kids yeah. uh, and 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 start really spreading um the right messages to, to the kids um about civics about history and about the uh about the United States won't take much
3: there's just one or two people and, and, the, with- and
1: the, Ahead, but there's
3: man. also new citizens that are that are coming
6: up now. I mean, there's a lot of new people, uh, people that are, have been energized to, to learn more about our civics and they don't know our history and they don't know the, the, the basics of of our uh, government and self governance and the various principles of liberty and Ghavi Trust me about the the that trinity, that American Trinity. They're mm-hmm. learning a lot of new people have answered this because of the covid scare the transgenderism and now the crt uh have have awakened a lot of people I, i've never seen it this energized well
1: before. good we the hope so movement. and I'm, I'm glad you called because i depressed the audience um <laughs> enough the first <laughs> half hour So well, thank you for lifting lifting us up thanks for calling <laughs> thanks for calling brother and i will uh, you know i'll talk to you soon
2: all right
6: <laughs> you guys take care good good to talk to you uh both you guys love, love, love both you
1: guys all right Great. love you too Dan you too Dan all right we got about a minute left tell people how they can get involved what you're doing Jonathan okay
3: yeah absolutely I'm going to interject really quickly if you have kids going to private parochial schools don't assume that the th- three things we're talking about aren't there also one of the first places to look is the funding of that school if it's all private funding you're probably in a better position especially than public schools but don't assume it's not there we're talking about critical race theory Comprehensive Sexuality Education, and Social-Emotional Learning. There are many, many resources out there. Start with Protect Ohio Children. We have huge, huge resources. We're constantly pumping out information. We have an indoctrination heat map. We show all 613 school districts in the state of Ohio and their status as we're getting whistleblowers. We're getting teachers. We're getting people from the schools, the students. We're getting information about this terrible stuff that's, yeah. that's permeating. Start there. Take a look at places like Parents Defending Education,
1: Stop Critical Race Theory, you name it. It will help. Beautiful. We'll be doing something very, very soon in the next few months uh, to combat some of this nonsense. It's been a lot of fun. I flew by the seat of my past today and another great show. John bit. Graw- thank you. want uh, One special shout out to the love of my life who's listening. Also, Dan Messina, Tracy from Strongsville, thanks for chiming in. Tom and Medina, Lisa Woods, everybody that contributed to the show today. Thank you so much, and I want to thank Bob France, who has done so much for my fledgling radio career. Amen. I love, love you, brother. Love you and your family. And uh, God bless. I'll see you next time I'm in this seat. I'm Khalid Namar. I'd like to take this
4: chance
5: to apologize to absolutely nobody.